you're listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. In this episode, we're talking about episode 313 of The Hundred, Join or Die. I'm your host, Chris, and Dawson had family obligations this week, so I'm recording by myself. So I have mixed feelings about this episode. I, I liked some, maybe even a lot of the quote-unquote Adventure Squad. I've seen them refer to it as Adventure Squad on, on Twitter, so I'm going to call it Adventure Squad. I like most of that stuff with with Clark and Octavia and Bellamy and Jasper. For example, I like them figuring out the signal fire and the scene where they meet Luna. I thought that stuff was pretty good. But then there's the other side of things. We've got more torture with Indra cutting Pike and Jaha crucifying Kane. And I just, beyond that, I'm still having a hard time with a lot of the creative decisions the show's making. I don't quite understand why they're doing a lot of these things. It feels like a lot of it is sending either mixed messages or just the wrong messages. I know the show is about moral ambiguity, but I feel like it's not even so much about that. It's just about presenting things that are objectively wrong as being reasonable and the right thing to do. And and I just, I'm so uncomfortable with it. It's bothering me a lot. So speaking of that, let's talk about the Pike flashbacks, which I found mildly interesting. It was kind of fun seeing the kids, you know, clean again. And a bit surprising that it was only six months ago, even though I know it was only six months ago, but it's still, it's like, I, I've started watching the show less than six months ago, but it feels like it's been years. Like it's, it's been stressful. It's been a stressful six months for them. But the thing about the flashbacks is we got very little new information from them. And they ended with a grown man being quote unquote justified in beating the snot out of a teenager to presumably teach the kids some sort of invaluable lesson about working together or something. I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me at all. I'm troubled by this. <sighs> this is one of those creative decisions. I just don't understand why, because the way it's presented in the show, it makes it seem like Pike did a good thing and should be proud of himself for doing that thing. I'm sure Pike is proud of himself for doing that thing, but does that justify beating up a teenager? Because I don't think we know exactly how old Murphy is, but none of the kids had turned 18 yet. So I just, I'm so uncomfortable with it. Speaking of Murphy, one of the big reveals is that we find out that he was arrested for arson. I don't know that that's surprising, but I guess it's a definitive answer as to what he was in trouble for. The one thing I did really like in the flashbacks was Abby's final farewell to Clark before the dropship launch, that scene made me cry. As we've talked about numerous times before, I I have a lot of feelings about the Abby Clark relationship because it's so fraught. But they love each other, really. So since I'm talking about Pike, I'm going to go ahead and talk about Pike and Murphy and Indra, those scenes. And the episode opens up with the scene of Pike and Kane being walked into Polis. And it's just, it's like a perverted version of Polis from what we've seen before. And there's 
blood in the streets and crucifixes lining the street. Of course, Pike has that line about how it's exactly what he expected Polis to be. So I was just thinking, is this some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing? Because this is what Pike had always feared. Kane, of course, knows that this isn't what Polis was. But of course, this somehow seems to justify Pike in Pike's own mind. But potentially the only reason Polis is like this is because Pike did the thing that he did. So I just, I just don't even know. But then Indra finally gets some revenge or justice for her peacekeeping army. I have mixed feelings about this too, because I i mean, I love Indra. And I feel like Indra is definitely for sure in her own mind justified in doing this. I kind of feel like Indra is justified in doing this. It's part of grounder law, or at least it has been until recently. But at the same time, the way the show is presenting this, music choices, camera angles, shot choices, they seem to be presenting Indra cutting Pike as being wrong. But they're intercutting that part with the flashbacks where Pike is beating a teenager, where it's presented as right. So I just don't know what the show is doing anymore, and I'm troubled. Because it seems like they're trying to justify Pike. They're trying to give some sort of justification and weight to his actions, but they're doing it after the fact. And I, I'm i not buying it. Is anybody buying it? I'm genuinely curious about this. So then moving on to Kane versus the chipped people of Polis now, I guess. I just... <sighs> They're they're using Abby to try to seduce Kane, which is gross, but not surprising, especially since since Jaha has now, I guess, convinced Ali that the way to do this is to manipulate everybody. But of course, Kane is not falling for it, because Kane's a smart guy and knows that Abby isn't really like this. And then they crucify him, which why show? Why crucifixion? And we're back to, like, the torture porn. I just, I don't understand these creative choices at all. It's gratuitous. And then, if that's not bad enough already, Ali and Jaha, or or shall we start calling them Jahali? I don't know. Just throw it out there. Jahali. Once again, use Abby as a negotiation tool when dealing with Kane. Because they threatened to kill her if Cain won't cooperate. So, of course, Cain cooperates because Cain is a decent human being, which apparently doesn't pay off. I don't know. I just don't know. And then there's Clark and Adventure Squad and Luna. And I'm having trouble with Bellamy. I think a lot of people are having trouble with Bellamy. I'm actually maybe having less trouble than a lot of people I know. But his his line to Octavia, if you had just trusted me, like, in the midst of Octavia's grief over Lincoln, like, it's just such the wrong thing to say. And also, it, it just makes me furious with him. Because, no, Bellamy, that's, like, the worst thing you could say. And then my response to Bellamy is also, like, well, if you had trusted Octavia, maybe none of this would have happened. If you're going to play that game, Bellamy. Also, the scene of Octavia recounting Lincoln's death 
to me seemed like a prime opportunity for her to maybe bond with Clark over their grief because the the situations are so similar. Like as she's recounting this, there's one shot of Clark briefly, and I thought maybe they were going to have the whole paralleling and then bonding thing. And that was the only shot of Clark they had, though, because then they were doing shots of Bellamy and shots of Jasper, and I didn't quite understand the creative decisions there either. But, I mean, we don't even see Clark and Octavia talking at all after that, and I feel like it's a wasted opportunity. But we do instead see Clark talking to Bellamy, and Bellamy and Clark bond over their guilt instead, which isn't surprising, since that seems to be a bit of a a theme lately is... Clark especially, Clark's guilt. I am, however, glad that that Bellamy and Clark hugged just because I feel like Clark really needs a hug. <laughs> I feel like I'm glad that they had a moment of, of finding solace, because stuff has been bad. And then, of course, we're introduced to Luna, and I'm excited about that. I, I want to know more about Luna. I found her very interesting from the very brief scene we got of her. But I'm curious about things like how is it that she knew Lincoln? Are they maybe related somehow? How is it that Lincoln knew how to find her? Because the whole thing was that she was supposed to be in hiding, right? Like, I have questions, show, which hopefully will get answered next episode. Just some random thoughts. I I feel like Abby was looking very Clark-like this episode. I actually had recently watched an older episode and forgot that they did kind of have like a similar hairstyle thing going on, similar styling. I don't know, just seemed reminiscent of Clark to me for some reason, this episode especially. I've also been wondering, if Luna doesn't take the flame, do we think Raven will discover how to duplicate Becca's gene therapy? And therefore, you know, how to create a nightblood? And if so, who do we think she'll choose? Personally, my money's on Clark. Seems like the most logical choice to me. If that happens. I mean, obviously. If you have thoughts about this episode that you'd like to share with us, there are a number of ways you can do that. You can send us an email at feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can also call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. We're on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. We have other podcasts for Orphan Black and Killjoys and Lost Girl and some other things, including other episodes of Finalysis that are about Winona Earp. You can find all of those at AskGenreTV.com. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Chris. Thanks for listening. <laughs>